0: Point on News Talk 106 to 108. is one of Ireland's best-known mortgage experts. He was born and raised in Los Angeles and his family has a long tradition of serving in the military in the United States. Carl's father fought in the Korean War. After the war, his father became a successful racing car driver until he was forced to retire on health grounds and he has since passed away. Carl's mother Georgina was Irish-American and so he came to Dublin to study business and finance in DIT. He met his wife Louise here when he was just 19. He fell in love and so he stayed. He's also a musician and plays regularly in public. He and Louise have since married and they have two sons, Sam and Casey. And these are Carl Dieter's Musical Heirlooms. Wish that I was on old Rocky Top down in the Tennessee hills.
1: My dad was a a race car driver and had his own racing team then as well, so spent more time at a track than is probably healthy for a young boy and and gave me a big resentment towards professional sports in a way. It's kind of strange because, you know, there were times where I remember very young being a, I think it was an indie race, and some guy coming up and I was sitting in the pits with a big pair of ear protectors on and this guy coming up with a smelly cigar saying, you know, kid you're so lucky. You know, when I was young I'd love to, and I just felt like crying because race tracks are loud, they're smoky, you know, your dad who who you love is not paying attention to you. And, and and frankly, I didn't actually really get to know my dad when I was quite young. And if he hadn't actually had a heart attack at a young age, he probably would have stayed in that business. He was very, very successful on the racing circuit uh, as, a, as a team manager. So that was uh, something that allowed him to get out of the game early. My dad sort of, although he had five kids, didn't necessarily understand kids. And uh, he was he, he was sort of a, a hands-off dad. His his upbringing would be considered exceptionally broken. He was homeless when he was age seven during the Great Depression. His mother had married 14 times, I think. I think she actually married more times than Liz Taylor. Um, And he would, you know, at one stage he was raised by Mormons up in Utah. It was a real mess. And so he always had this profound belief that, that, that having a family and keeping it together was pretty much the only thing that mattered in life. But uh, I don't know that... Um, that he could necessarily relate to me as a young boy because I was just into very different things. I wasn't into the stuff that he liked. So uh, it took probably until really my 20s until we had a good relationship. But when it came, it was definitely worth it. You know, I just, I love that guy. I miss him so much. He died in 2007. And, um, you know, it's it's one of those things that, that I was lucky to have. And I have two sons now, so I hope to, I hope to not repeat that thing of of only really getting to know them when they're that bit older. So... I try and spend a lot of time with them and that's my way of balancing out my karma. Irish mothers are a special lot, you know, and, and, and even Irish mothers in America are a special lot. Yeah, our summers are spent on the beach and, and with friends and she'd be up and you come out of the water to, to get a sandwich or something, she'd be sitting under an umbrella or, or sunbathing and my memories are always very happy. Uh, as, as we got older actually, I live close to her now and I see her all the time and it's a, it's a great source of strength for a person to have a, a parent relationship that is positive and good and I always, a little part of me secretly feels awful for people when they say they don't get along with their parents because it's, it's one of the most special relationships you can have. I met my wife, um, I was out playing football and drinking cans actually in Malahide a Castle of all things and a girl that I kind of knew came over with some of her friends and, and I didn't like her one bit and and it's it's funny that, that really what was happening is that thing that, that used to happen as, as a kid in the playground where you kind of think that you don't like someone, but it's because you're you're just so attracted to them that it actually annoys you. <laughs> so, yeah, we eventually we we hooked up and and never looks back. You know, we met when we were nineteen. I'm thirty seven now. We got married in in two thousand and seven. We've two boys. We've been together forever, and uh, she means everything to me. It's uh, one of those things you take for for granted, I suppose, in your day to day going home or. Like everybody you know you you have arguments or things but but underneath it all uh i'm I'm very grateful that life threw her on my path you know so i gotta i gotta i gotta say thanks to fate for that and obviously if she's listening acknowledge you're the best best gal in the world always <laughs> I think for me becoming a dad, you know when I was young, I'd always be terrified of getting a girl pregnant it was like you know that was the worst thing that could happen if I had known the joy that that being a parent would bring. I probably would have been a lot more reckless. Now I'm not saying that, <laughs> you know, that the whole plan would be all work out happily ever after. I'm, I'm much happier being in in a family unit where where I'm married and, and and our sons live in our house with us. But it's incredibly rewarding. My my first boy Sam came to us in 2009. Um, he's he's a he's a character. Loves dinosaurs. You know, he's telling me last night that uh, Stegosaurus is a herbivore. Now where he even gets this. <laughs> I don't even know what half this stuff is, but the second son I suppose we, we had a boy named James who didn't live and um that was kind of a one of those things that, as you meet more people you realise a lot of people whose children. Ours he had a thing called Edwards syndrome and he, he passed away in the second trimester, so he was delivered but but he didn't live. Our our next boy is Casey and uh he's in that stage where it's a lot of hard work. But um, you know, I know he's gonna get to that fun point and it'll be it'll be great I'm looking forward to seeing them grow Edwards syndrome they usually don't make it till they're born or if they do they die <clears throat> very shortly afterwards so we we were delighted and expecting our second boy um and and you know everything was was great but they found this uh irregularity it's called a knuckle gap it's like a gap at the back of the neck that they scan for and it was is unusually large so we found out about that and then I was like golly and uh y- you know. You go into a very strange place. That's a painful thing because I think that you know if, if you know what you're missing out on. If you see the loss of that potential, it's it's a it's something that you acknowledge deeply. Versus say if you if you didn't know any better. Normally it's a it's a kind of a fairly driving music. But this this next song is uh, is a brand called uh, gospel bluegrass, and it's it's kind of a genre which is where they use the American folk tradition for for hymnals or or songs that are religious in orientation. And uh, I sang it, yeah, when my dad passed away in 2007. This was the one that I did at his funeral and um, made it through the song, but I think most of the people in the church were crying. And it's a a real beautiful number, which you'll hear now.
0: To Canaan's land, I'm on my way Where the soul never dies this night will turn to day where the soul of man never dies No sad, friends, be no sad farewells, farewells be no tear dimmed dies. Where all is peace and joy and love and the soul of man never dies cutting in on that beautiful music thank you so much to Carl Dieter and thank you for your texts. I'm really sorry I didn't get time to read them out that's it for today thanks to Eva Gillivan who produced Ross Elwood assisted and Alan Regan did everything else and thank you for listening where the soul never dies, And I will spend eternity Where the soul never
1: No sad no